the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. You're with Simone Millis as your host. Yes, I'm here every week. <laughs> it's like hopefully you're not getting bored by it. Uh, and I am here with a very good friend of mine and someone that I work with on a constant daily basis, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Emily Russell, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Simone. We're just sitting, we just are in Dublin and it's my first time here and we're looking out over the river doing a podcast. But we can't see a rainbow and we can't see a pot of gold at it, but we might go see if we can find some (laughs) leprechauns later. (laughs) Because isn't that the the gig? It's yeah, like find a leprechaun. So. It's like they'll show you the gold. So yeah, maybe we are the gold. Maybe, maybe, maybe. That's maybe. It. Which is funny because one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is looking at your finances and everything that you've decided about finances. It's like, is it really that hard? Now I just want to backtrack a little bit because Emily, you started working with me. Um, actually, Megan Hill is someone that I that has a podcast with you called yes. What Else Is Possible is, yeah. Show. So you should check that out, whatelseispossibleshow.com. Uh-huh. And Megan, I spoke to her and said, hey, I need someone for social media. Who can help me with social media? And she said, you know, I've been watching this girl. I think she might be good, etc. You know, Emily. So she put me in contact with you. And started, and she actually asked you about, you know, working with Joy Business and what did you do? Did you freak out or did you think it was going to be all okay? Oh, I totally freaked out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, this is the one area I don't know anything about and it's the first thing I'm getting asked to create on. So I was terrified, but also really excited. It, was, it matched the energy of what I wanted to create. So of course I said yes, but I also at the same time had no idea what that was going to look like and was doubting that I could. So you... You, I know that your point of view at the beginning was like, I know nothing about business. Yeah. Okay. And then what occurred? Well, a few different things. I My definitions of what business were before knowing you were that I had to own some sort of small business on my own, that that was a business or be an entrepreneur, like some sort of have created something, an entrepreneur. And my definition of an entrepreneur was that like someone who was I don't know, running a business or selling something on the side. And in my family, that was like a bad word. If you were creating money, if you're an entrepreneur, it was it was literally had a negative connotation when I was growing up. So but I had bought the Joy of Business book and had read it. It was like the second book after I had like got my bars run that I got and read it cover to cover. And I loved it. But I didn't see at the time I wasn't working as a stay at home mom. And I really didn't get that business was part of like I didn't get it was your living so I loved it and I also thought well I don't even have a job I don't own a business I'm not I'm not in business but yet I love all these tools but had no idea that they actually so is business a dirty word as well yes oh absolutely yeah right yes yes hello hello (laughs) making money business (laughs) like it was somehow you had to be and my parents were both lawyers but they literally prided themselves on telling me well we chose to be the lawyers that didn't make much money like, I'm a, my mom was a public defender. My dad did all sorts of free law work. It was like, yes, we're lawyers, but we're better because we chose to not make a lot of money. Wow. So that's the point of view that you grew yeah. up with. So yeah. how many of you out there grew up <laughs> with the point of view that you're better? Yeah. And literally, that's based on judgment. Mm-hmm. It's like better than anyone else because you're choosing not to make money. Ah! 
So everything that that is and everywhere that that was the way you grew up and all the points of view and the projections and the judgments and the expectations and the separations and everything that that is, will you now please destroy and uncreate everything that that is? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Again, by now, if you've been listening to my podcast, you're going to know where to go. Yep. Where is it? Oh, yeah, thecleaningstatement.com with Dr. Dane here <laughs> if you want to find out more about the processes. So let's. So business was a dirty word, not something that you're supposed to make money from, etc. Yeah. So then how were finances? How was being aware of your finances? What was that like for you growing up? So I grew up, and it was a similar – and I've had recent conversations with my family about this, but we grew up, especially my mother ran all the finances – so she made a little bit more money than my dad and just always handled everything. So she ran all of the money. And her point of view still to this day is, well, I have to use a credit card because I, we wouldn't have had the life we had had I not used it. But she was someone who always kept like a, a high balance but never missed a payment, like always made payments, never missed a payment. So it was just choosing to run her life like tens of thousand dollars in debt but always pay. Okay. And yeah. So hang on a second. The way you said credit card, mm-hmm. that was like a dirty word. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe now I maybe I'm thinking it's a dirty word because I don't want to. I didn't want to take on because I absolutely bought that pattern. I mean, when I was in, when I went to college, my mom. I studied in Australia for a semester, uh-huh. and so my mom gave me a credit card while I was in over there for the semester. And in my world, I actually, it didn't even seem like money. I was like, oh, we're going to go out for beers. Oh, I'd like to go shopping. I'm in Australia for the semester, you know. (laughs) And then um, got back, graduated, and she was like, here's your credit card bill. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I had no, because I just always seen her put everything on cards, knowing that we were fine. Like, we never were in financial trouble. She made payments. But I had no idea, like, the debt they were in, that they had been taking out, like, mortgages second mortgages on the house to send us to college like I didn't know any of that so this is interesting I, I love when I do podcasts because I learn more about yeah. people too yeah. um so she gave you your credit card bill so that's after a semester how long is a semester how many uh, six months? months six months yeah so do you remember what that amount was it was like three thousand Oh, that's not that that's many not, beers. That's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that many beers and clothes. So, you know. so were you working? Were you earning money? Did you have to pay that off? Like, no. what was the? No, I wasn't. I wasn't working. I didn't. And I, when I went to go get a job during college, they were like, "No, no, you need to focus on studies. Don't work." But like, they wanted you to pay the three thousand dollars at the end after I graduated. Yeah. So I started. So did off you pay with, it? Um, well, I was in. I didn't pay off my debt. I mean, till. I mean, thir- in my 30s. I carried that and then just kept adding on to it throughout all my 20s. I got the more credit, credit cards. cards. that uh-huh. was under your parents' name. Well, then they transferred, yes. Then I had that, and I eventually, I can't even remember. Eventually, I did pay that, but then I got ones that were just mine. Huh. So, so here's <laughs> something that I'm hearing, mm-hmm. is that they give you a credit card, but they didn't actually explain to you what the deal was. Absolutely not. I had no idea about... I mean, I guess I kind of knew there was interest, but I didn't have any but idea. But you didn't know you were paying it. You no. thought they were paying it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They never said, here, that we're going to have you pay this bill when you graduate. No. Just uh-huh. here's a credit card. So how much were you taught about finances growing up? Absolutely none. So like from, from your... So you've got two things as far yeah. as I see. You've got your family and then you've also got schooling. Yeah. Did either of them teach you anything about finances? No. 
And I know I've had a conversation with you prior as well, because in in Australia, I mean, I went to a private school. It's like my son goes to a private school. You have to learn about finances. Like from year seven to 10, you study what we call commerce and you have to learn about finances. You literally have to have, they give you like fake books. So you have to do your own bookkeeping. You have to learn what it's like to be a sole trader, um, have a company or a partnership and the difference of all that is and what that would entail. Yes. Oh, no, absolutely You must learn not. that from you 7 to 10. No, at least where I went, and I think this is fairly common in the States, we had one course called econ- like economics as a senior. You had to take that was um, one semester again. But it, we never did anything like that. It was more studying how our government ran economics, wow. like what supply and demand was, like huh. that sort of on a theoretical basis. Right. Never did anything Well, we learned practical. that too. And, and, and from you 7 to 10, it was compulsory. And then you're 11 and 12, if you choose to learn more about it, then you study economics. And that's more about how the world works, plus how you can work for yourself, et cetera, and how, how companies work, et cetera, but how the government, you know, runs its economy, et cetera, yeah. and, and the, the, you know, what you choose and how it affects others, et cetera, and all of that sort of stuff, which is interesting. I've been watching this um, show on uh, Netflix called Pine Gap which is a place in Australia. It's in the middle of Australia, right near Alice Springs. And it's actually, it's run by the Australians and the Americans, and it's it's a defense place so that we, mm. we, we uh, swap information, et cetera, about, you know, defenses around the world, et cetera. I mean, this is obviously a story. You know, it's yeah. not based on a true story in here. But it's really interesting. There's this running theme about it because... And this girl, this lady tells a story in Pine Gap and says, okay, and she says to someone else, let me tell you a story. There's these two big tough kids who are the most powerful kids in the world, and she's basically referring to China and America, right? Yeah. And then she said, and there's this little kid who's like, you know, just sort of like trying to survive here, which is Australia. You know, yeah. we've got 24 million people in the country of Australia. And she says, and the little kid, it goes, one of the big kids buys all its resources from the little kids because China gets all its wheat, coal, you know, iron ore, um, uh, beef, like all of these stuff from, from Australia, right? Yeah. And then we're supposed to have an alliance with America, and then the second that America and China have something going on, they're sort of going, choose a side, pick a side. And we're going, well, hang on a second. <laughs> if we stop dealing with China, then then we will not survive because, I mean, it's part of Australasia. Yeah. China's right there. Yeah. And, and we're like, and we're not so sure that we can rely on you anymore, America, because you're doing some pretty crazy stuff recently. And we don't know if, if that's viable or you, if you actually truly do have our back. And so Australia, the, she said, the little kid's just going, I really don't know what to choose here. I just want to be this country that, you know, survives here. But the two big guys are bullying everyone into submission of what next. And I'm like, this is a show on Netflix. And yet that's a reality yeah. that is very prevalent in our world today and what is occurring. And it's like, but that is all about how, I mean, how they manipulate finances, how they control things based on, you know, who has what and, and what that looks like. But it's also a level of education that yeah. I think people are, you know, get out there and learn something about finances yeah. is what I say. So, and even, I mean, I was just at a meeting today with our accountant in Ireland and Gary and Dane and David Kubis, our lawyer, and I love talking about business and I love sitting there. If it's something I don't know, I'm like, okay, so what is this? How does this work? And, 
you know, Garrett was explaining something and I went, okay, can I just repeat that back to you the way I heard it so that I can see if I got this correct or if there's something else? That's why I personally love a whiteboard when you're having a meeting with accountant or finances. You don't need to know everything yourself. And it's like you're actually allowed to, you know, stumble and fall and ask questions and go, hang on, this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. If something doesn't make sense to you, you're not wrong ask a question. It doesn't make sense to me. So like I relayed back what he said and I was like, so this is how this would work. And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay. And then this and this and this, you know, and you add to it. So to me, knowing about your finances is something that can be incredibly creative um, and incredibly thrilling. Yeah. Now for a long time, that is, that was not in your world, was it? No. I mean, it wasn't even Best to absolutely know about nothing. Yeah, and even with, you know, in the U.S., college is quite a huge expense. And I never even really got, there was never a talk of, hey, this is what this school costs, this is what this school costs. It was just like apply for scholarships, which I got some, and then I chose quite an expensive school. And you had that credit card. No. <laughs> yeah, I had the credit card. But um, my grandparents had gone there, so they, my, my grandfather, before he died, I never met him, he died before I was born, and he had, he was a doctor, and saved enough money, he put in a trust that he had, I think there were how many of his grandchildren, 12 or 14 grandchildren that he paid for all, American kids paid for all of their college with a wow. trust, and I was the last youngest one. That's a, awesome. Awesome. But I never had, I was, he was a never life, he probably knew a lot more <laughs> about this, but no one ever spoke of that, so I just knew that I was lucky enough to get a chunk from this trust, and then I had um, scholarships, but I got to the school and I realized, wow, I'm like the only one here on scholarships, and and everyone else had come from a family, you know, but it was never discussed. I never understood the price of it. I never understood, and then the last year was when I had to take out loans, because that's when it kind of had run out. Yeah. But I never. So can I ask? Because mm-hmm. always the you know college fees etc. in the US is 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 spoken about as though it's huge. So what sort of what fee what what are you looking at? What does it cost to send a kid to school? So the, the school now it was twenty five thousand a year when I went there for tuition, and now that school is about fifty thousand a year. Okay. Tuition, and then room and boards. I don't even know what that is now. Maybe another. So that's hugely different to going to school. Going to like paying to go to school. Well, that's what you have to pay for it for a university. I mean, right. state, a state school, that's a private school. And a state school would be maybe, at my, when I went there, 10000 a year versus twenty five. Okay. So now it's probably like You know, that's not nearly as bad as what I thought it was. Yeah. Now, I thought it was in the hundreds degrees, of thousands, yeah. But then you end up with like a hundred or so thousand bill. But like PhDs, masters, those right. are going to be more expensive. Because my son's school at the moment, he's 13, is $70,000 a year. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that's high school. That's high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A good school. <laughs> yeah. And he's doing well, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's now same. I'm living hmm. in Chattanooga, which has one of the highest rates of um, kids in private school in the country. I think it's like third in the country. And same, it's about, oh. but it's not 70000 a year. It's like 25000 Well, that's Australian dollars. So yeah. it's sort of like, like pesos. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, anyway, yeah. with the currency, uh, the rate. So I wanted to ask you... Because recently we had a conversation and it was a project that you're working on within Access Consciousness and they're required to be quite a level of um, awareness and knowledge and choice about how the finances were going to work. And what I've noticed, you know, being Worldwide Coordinator of Access for the last 17 years is that tended to fall upon my lap a lot and I like it, I love it, I'm good at it. And I've noticed recently in the past couple of years, I'm like, hey, what if somebody else could take this on in different projects? So I deliberately 
you know, didn't go, don't worry, I've got this sorted. You guys just do the creative part and I'll work yeah. on the finances. Because it's actually, to tell you the truth, it's not my favourite part. I can do it, but it's not my favourite part. My favourite part of everything I work with is the creation and the moving, which yeah. the moving is knowing what is create, you know, what you have to choose today to create the future, which is part of finances. Mm-hmm. But finances, I mean, my father taught me many years ago, he, you know, there's a story that we, he, he drew this graph for me and he said, because he said, what part of business do you like the most? And I said, creation, you know. Yeah. And in, in my graph, <laughs> creation was like three quarters of it, you know. And there was this slither for, for finances. And he looked at me and he said, oh, Simone. And he drew another graph and he said, and it was a much bigger area for finances. And he said, if you don't know about this, and he was pointing to the finances, he said, you cannot have this and pointed to the creation. And I was like, God damn, I know he's right. I know that he's right. So he said, look, you don't have to do it, but you have to know how it works. And that was a really key element for me. I got it. I knew he was right. You have to know how it works. So for me, I've been trying to go, okay, so what would you do? How would you do this? And something that you're creating with a couple of our colleagues, you know, we looked at it and I said, what I would like to see is all of this whole project is like what, what revenue stream do we have and can we create to support this so it's not leaning on something else like for instance a lot of the income that comes in from access consciousness is from gary and dane doing classes Mm -hmm. okay so gary and dane were doing no classes um you know knock on wood that they get hit by a bus tomorrow we want this to still keep moving and still keep moving forward so how do we create this part of the business to have the um the finances contributing to the growth and I was like, what if you guys went away and looked at this and, and maybe and spoke to a couple of other people that work in the finance of access and meet with them? So that was me having that conversation with you. Now what happened? <laughs> and I love that you said that because that's the energy you gave me of I had been loving creating on this part of access, you know, and one of the other women I work with has been doing the finance stuff. And I'm like, oh, so glad I don't really have to deal with that. I just kind of want to create. And so when we were having that discussion, we talked about, well, what if you call these, these couple of women we work with that work in the finances and get more of the aerial view of everything? And I could, from the way you were talking about it, I said, yeah, and I want to know about things too. I don't want to be totally unaware of how that works. So I said, okay, I, maybe I can actually do this. And it's the same energy like when I had our first meeting for Joy Business and you said, what do you know about business? And it actually allowed me, so now I can look at that and say, wow, I knew a lot that I didn't know. So when you asked me this about finances, I thought, okay, what do I actually know about this that I've been refusing to even look at for all of these different reasons or choices, you know? So we got on this call, about four of us, and pulled up all of the numbers over the last few years of all these different re- like revenue streams and incomes, and, and I just did exactly that. I asked every time I didn't understand something, I said, wait, can I pause, ask a question? What would it look like if we added something here? Would that change it here? Where could it come from? And I, it was maybe an hour meeting that I didn't want to get off of. We all had to get on something else. Don't you love that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was so great. And not only was, and there was creation from looking at the finances and the yeah. revenue streams because it allowed us to see where you could expand, where you could create more. And I finally got that I could look at something and not be overwhelmed because I had originally been like, I just go into total overwhelm if I have to look at that big of a, of a system for like paying everyone and where the finances come from. To me, that seemed like a complete beyond because I'd never looked at that. So by hearing this too, I hear that you got what my father said. Yeah, You cannot exactly. have creation without the awareness exactly. of the finances. Yeah. It's like the creation would just like flop, be yeah. like, oh, boom. Yeah. yeah. 
Cool. I'm so grateful for you, Emily, and I'm so grateful for this podcast and you being willing to talk about this because yeah. the one thing I get to is you don't have to do it. You just have to be aware of it. Yeah. And that's a totally different ballgame. And I've heard you say that so many times, but now that is really in my world in a different way where now when I'm looking at anything, I now I get where all of the the revenue can come from and how that launches into the creation of everything yeah. in a totally different way than being, oh, I'm here creating this, but I'm not going to look at finances. It has a completely different energy of what's possible. And I love the way you say launches into a, a, a totally different creation because yeah. it does. It does. It now just, I get it. Yeah, yes. Yay. How does it get any better than that? We're going to do seal claps now. That's yeah. one of my favorite things with Emily is when we were on a meeting on a Zoom and she'll do like a, you know, when you put your two hands together like a seal clap. You, I, I don't know. I'm on a podcast, so you, you can't, can't see, see me, but you can imagine it. And I notice the energy when I get so grateful and excited about something, and I go oh, seal clap. Yeah, because I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna, this is launching. That's yeah, the launching it mode. Where it's just like, oh my god, this is gonna create something fabulous and fantastic. Yeah. So, is there any tips or hints that you can give to people listening that are going, oh my god, I so get what Emily is talking about that I did not know about finances, and where they're coming from the point of view of like. I don't know something. Yeah. What's some of the first steps you get that they could start to use to be aware of finances? I always ask myself, you know, one of the tools we have in access is universe, show me something beautiful today. So I always ask universe, show me my brilliance with finance, show me my brilliance with leadership, whatever I was thinking I didn't get. I really asked for contribution from the universe. And then I loved asking, what do I know? that I'm pretending not to know or denying that I know, that if I allow myself to know it, it would change everything. And everything at that is times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all night, shorts, boys and beyonds. Can you say that one more time? What do you know that you're pretending not to know or denying that you know, that if you allowed yourself to know it, would change everything? And everything at that is times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it. Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all night, shorts, boys and beyonds. And really trusting I mean, the first time I heard that tagline of access, empowering you to know that you know, I didn't even get it. I was like, what do, what do I know? So if this seems like something, but it really is trusting that there is something there beyond if you didn't study it in school or you don't think you know anything, that's so not how it works. I, mean, I never studied business and I, and I was like, wow, there's all this stuff I but actually You don't have to know. study it. That's the right. funny thing, isn't but it? I mean, who the so hell set that. out the rules that you have to have letters after your name and study something to know it? And what do you even know? I mean, I might have yeah. studied biology, but I don't know. I mean, it's just it, so trusting that you actually no. know something. You don't have to do a training. You didn't have to have studied in school. You didn't have to learn or like find a course where someone knows more than you and take what they know. You know something that's totally unique. And so trusting that and trusting that the universe will contribute to you accessing even more of that if you just ask. Yeah. And you're going to know something unique about it. And whatever that is, that what the way the finances work or your job works or the business, then no one else is going to know who you work with. So if you allow yourself to know it, it can really contribute. Well, it's funny because I've been in a couple of meetings like yesterday and today as well. And if I sat back and didn't say something, then things would not get created as they are today. Right. Whereas when I... You know, I mean, last night we were having a meeting and, you know, having a couple of cocktails and talking. And then I was like, oh, these things, I call it when it pings you, you know, when it goes, something pings you. And I was like, well, what about this? And some things just get brushed over and you may not actually actualize it, which is totally fine. You cannot go to the wrongness of you. This is not about getting it right. 
And then there was one moment where I was like, I said something and Gary went, that's a brilliant idea. And then we all started extrapolating from that. So you've got to get that this is not about getting it right and it's like, and it's not about getting it, you're not wrong. No matter what you say, you're not wrong either. It's like, let's extrapolate and find out what you do know by, you know, opening up into that conversation. And even if you sit down with the people you work with, it can be five minutes, literally five minutes. It can be 10, 15. I mean, we, we're a big fan of 30 <laughs> minutes and under for every meeting. 30 <laughs> minutes and under. What, what have we got? Because otherwise people just draw it on and it gets boring, yeah. whereas you could be creating. But even if you, you know, walk around the table or if you're on a Zoom, wherever, however you work and say, okay, what do you know about this? What do you know about this? I mean, recently, you know, we just chose to change something with one of my classes. We actually took it off the cards and cancelled it. And I said, you know what, I need to talk to the people I work with to say, hey, if you have an awareness, let's extrapolate on that. Let's ask some questions. Because uh, it was weeks and weeks ago in Australia when Sarah, who Mm -hmm. we work with, said, hey, is this class really going on? And I immediately went, what do you mean is it really going on? Of course it is going on. That's not a question. (laughs) Did you hear the question of that? Yeah, no. So, and I said to Sarah today, next time you have an awareness like that, don't take what I say as that must be the, you know, the total end result because it's not. And it's like, let's look at everybody's awareness and say, what do you know about this today? What do you know about this today? What do you know about this today? And what can we change and what can we choose? Because that's the potency that you have as working with people as well. And knowing that they all have a different point of view, they all have a different awareness and they all have a different brilliance, as you say, like show me how brilliant I am today and what that can create in the world. And then the final question for me is what's right about it we're not getting? Mm. I love that question. What's right about it we're not getting? So, Emily, do you have any classes coming up or where can people find you if they want to, you know, I have a, do a I'm private on, session with you on finance? I know. I'm on the Access website under Emily Russell. And then I have a website, emilyevansrussell.com, and you can sign up. I think I have a free, actually, when you go there, I have a free download on um, business, like about business and procrastination and what if you're not actually procrastinating and it's actually creation. And you can contact me through there. And I want to mention what you have coming up because it's contributed so much to me because we've talked a lot about debt on this podcast is you for the last two years have done a year long program called Getting Out of Debt Joyfully uh, where there's you just have to read the book to come on the program. And every month we jump on a call and it's everything that you're aware of and what's in your world. And we ask questions and the calls go wherever everyone would like them to. And with what's that newest thing and energy that's up and I know after we did the first year, you were like, well, I don't know if we're going to do a second year. And we did, and it was even greater and more phenomenal. And we're doing it again. You are doing it again. Coming up in 2019, starting in February. And it's going to be a little different. It's 10 months, and I think you're going to have lots of different guests on and kind of a little bit more... Yeah. You don't know what you're getting. But it's, it's, it's <laughs> interesting, too, as you say that. Cause, and how many times... I want you to look in your business of... You know, like I, yeah, after the first year, I was like, okay, done that, tick, you know, and then everyone was like, are you doing it again? And I was like, no, I did it. And they're like, but are you doing it again? And I was like, oh, it's not going to be a repeat. It's actually a different level of creation. And then I was like, okay, we'll do one more year. And then there was so much demand for another year that it was like, okay, we'll do another year. And now we've got some added languages. Eight languages. Yeah, which is awesome. And so if if you're listening and you're interested, really go to gettingoutofdebtjoyfully.com or .com forward slash 2019. They both go to the page where you can get a free, there's a few free videos from you too on getting out of debt and you can check out the book. And then if you're interested in the program, join us because it's really one of my favorite 
You know what? Mine too, actually. Yeah. Because I I literally talk about every month. I mean, it's always got to do with money and finances, and it's got to do with how you live your life. Yeah, that. And so, (laughs) I mean, I travel around the world like, uh, you know, 10, at least 10 months of the year. Actually, I was talking to the accountant today, and he said, you do realize you could probably be, you know, be registered for paying tax nowhere, the amount you travel. And I was like, okay, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. (laughs) So, and it's like, because I travel so much and and do my own classes and then do classes with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here, it's like, there's so many, the one part I love about access is all the new tools that come up. So I do talk about them every single time. And you also get a bunch of emails and tools to start you looking at your finances in a really different way. Because my point of view is no one needs to have a money problem. Yep, not even you. And if you think, oh, she's talking to everyone else except for me, nope, I'm not. I'm talking to you. (laughs) So, and I also um, would love to mention Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here are actually doing a foundation, global foundation Mm. class in Houston, Texas. It is live streamed. It starts on the 8th of February. It's a four-day class. The only prerequisite you have to do is a bars class. And I know pretty much every podcast I talk about doing a bars class so maybe my question to you is, is now the time to get yourself to a bars class? And I just thought of something. Maybe I should do a bars class in, in um, Houston. Maybe. Yeah. See, that's how you create See? extrapolate. <laughs> exactly. See, that's what occurs. Yeah. You just go, like, maybe you should get yourself to a bars class. Maybe you should come to my bars class. So watch out. Maybe you never know. <laughs> there might be a bars class. There might the be schedule. a bars class there. But there's going to be a bars class somewhere in the world that you yep. can attend. And then you can jump on for, you know, foundation. And, you know, as, I mean, our lawyer, like, was saying today to us, he went, oh, my God, everything, every tool you want is in that foundation class. Yeah. And it's true. It is. Mm-hmm. It's like any area of your life that you think is not working for you, eh, you know what? You can change it. You can choose something different. Truly. Yes. So I would like to thank you so much, Miss Emily, Me for coming too. on here. This was thank fun. You. I love doing podcasts <laughs> with you. I love creating with you. Me it's too. like I have a huge amount of gratitude. There pretty much is no words for the amount of gratitude that I have for you, Emily, mm. and so many people that I work with. And I'm I'm gonna say I'm grateful for the level of receiving that you have. Because when you're willing to receive, so much more can show up. And I see the people in the world who function more from yeah. taking and when someone takes, you can't receive. So what if you could even look at that and ask, okay, so where am I taking and what if I could start receiving? Totally different reality. It does mean that you're out of control and there is no predictability. So you know what? It probably means you're going to be incredibly uncomfortable. But, hey, you know what? We're doing good. We're doing fine. And that's where we function from. Thank you. You're welcome, Emily. So thank you so much. And don't forget to check out accessjoybusiness.com and find a joy business facilitator near you and bars.accessconsciousness.com and get your bars run. Go to a bars class because, oh, my God, if I didn't get my bars run, I'm not sure I'd be alive right now. I I don't think I'd be able to do this podcast. It's like (laughs) it's literally changed my life because there's so much more than this reality. All right. I'm going to leave you with that. Anything else you want to add, Emily? That's it. Just thank you. Cool. Yeah. Merci. (laughs) Merci beaucoup. Okay. Bye, Bye, everyone.